Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Thursday, June 8th, 2023. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by Jonah Booker. Usually, Jay Book joins us on Fridays. We move some things around. Mark Porter, Bill Curlick are usually on the show Thursdays, um, but they're at the first of Ohio State's many recruiting camps. One-day recruiting camp. That kicks off today. It's the first, of, I believe, of five one-day camps, and they also have a seven-on-seven camp, team camp. Some of the names there, Jay Book, Dorian Brew, the number one player in Ohio in the 2025 class. Chris Henry Jr., the wide receiver, the number one player in the 2026 class. And there's some other big names, too. Who are you kind of keeping a close eye on there, JB? Yeah, definitely keeping an eye on uh, Tucker Caddis out of St. X, uh, potential to be one of the top offense alignment in the state of Ohio uh, come 2025 class. So he'll be camping up there. I'll be curious to see if he gets an early offer, but he's someone to keep an eye on. He has the potential to be a, a, a two, two, uh, 247 top offense alignment in their rankings coming up. But, yeah, Chris Henry uh, Jr., you, you look at him, Dave, what, he's an eighth grader when he got his offer from Ohio State, showed up to camp and was absolutely balling out of control. So seeing where he's at right now and if his game is developed, how much bigger he's gotten, that's going to be fascinating. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be great. Last year, Dave, you, you had some Ohioans that, uh, you know, really took advantage of the camp. You look at Jermaine Matthews. He came out of there with a camp, ended up being a, a Buckeye. With Ohio State focusing a lot of their attention on getting offers out to in-state kids a lot earlier because the game has changed, I think this evaluation period is very critical for the Ohio State staff to get in there, get some eyes at some of these guys that are maybe fringe Buckeye players that they really like but don't know if they're going to be able to play at this level. If they're able to pop, show that athleticism, show the size, everything checks, they get all the boxes that they want checked. You can see uh, some of these 2025 kids, 2026 in-state kids getting early offers from the Buckeyes. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I, I want to ask you about the 2024 class as well. I mean, the kids that are going to be seniors this year. So far, Ohio State has 13 commits in their 2024 class. They're ranked fourth in the country. They haven't had a commitment in a while. We usually see a few in June. I think we're going to see a few this month. Roughly how many do you expect? And I know you're keeping your eye on Nigel Smith, the second the, the defensive lineman out of Texas. Who are some guys you think might commit this month? And roughly how many commitments do you think the Buckeyes might get this month, JB? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be – Fascinating to see because June last year, Dave, it, it was a it was a terrible month for the Buckeyes. This year, I think things are going to change because they have the game uh, as far as NIL figured out. So this is going to be an opportunity for them to really close when it comes to an actual number. I'm hoping to see at least five. You're looking at Jaden Jackson. He's a potential guy that I can see pop at any given moment now. He's going to be on this official visit. I know there's some high-profile offensive tackles like Brandon Baker's coming. I think that's going to be a long shot. I believe he's going to stay out west. NIL is going to play a big role there. So if you're looking at, you know, which guy, I think Jaden Jackson will be the one will probably commit sooner rather than later. And then you look at a guy like, you know, Reggie Powers, a safety from Ohio. It's questionable if he even has a committable offer. I know Ohio State wants him to camp. That's going to be a guy to watch to say, hey, are you going to go to camp? And Ohio State's going to validate that they made the right decision. If so, he could be someone that potentially pulls the trigger this month. 
if his offer is deemed committable. So I, I that's someone that I'm going to keep an eye on. Um, you look at some of the other guys, Dave, there, there's a bevy of recruits coming in for these official visits. The thing that you have to look at for Ohio State, some of these high-profile kids, they're going to go through all of their visits, especially with the NCAA now open it up to say, hey, you can take more than five visits. So I think you're going to see a lot of those uh, national guys take their time, but some of those guys that are like a Jaden Jackson that's not as high profile, I can see him pulling the trigger to a house there early. All right, I want to do a deep dive on the corners. Before we do that, I know you wanted to talk about the EA Sports game. We're all looking forward to finally the college football, EA Sports <laughs> college football is coming back, um, but maybe not as fast as we thought because they're going to pay the players a little bit of a delay. Get into that if you would, Jonah. Oh, my goodness, Dave. Can we please just get the NCAA football back? All of this back and forth about saying, hey, is $500 enough or not enough? I'm out of mind frame, Dave. Put me on the game for free. I was on the game when I played at OU for two to three years. And not one time did I get a dollar from EA Sports. But you know what, Dave? Once that game came out, everybody was fired up because – you knew that football season was right around the corner. You fired that bad boy up. You had a dynasty going with all your friends. And you're playing a game, and no one cared about was I being paid for my likeness or not. It was the fact that you love building a roster, being a, a coach of your favorite team or, or program, or building somebody up from scratch. But for me, Dave, just having the fact that my friends back in Portsmouth, Ohio, could play the game with me on it, I thought that was phenomenal. I'd never once thought, hey, I need to be paid a significant amount of money in order to be on this game. Just get the game made, and after three to four years, all of those players are going to be off the game anyways if you're in dynasty mode. You're just going to have creative players. But I just want the game to be played, uh, to be built and have everyone, if you want to get, you know, your $500 opt-in, great. If not, opt-out. But please do not delay this game any further. <laughs> I, I can hear um, the angst in your voice there. Like, come on, help my guy out here. Get this game out to us. It's been, ten, right. it's been 10 years, Dave. Come on, I know. man. <laughs> and then they promise us it's coming out. Now it might not come out when uh, even before the season. Hopefully they'll get something done there. All right. Um, as promised, deep dive on the corners. I've been going through some position groups on the show um last few days time for the corners i love this group i love this group starting with denzel burke um talk about him a little bit and you, if you think he's gonna have a big junior year we've seen it time and time again junior year maybe a corner doesn't look good early in his career where burke did look good as a true freshman struggled last year this is his money year i think it's going to come together for him a lot of mock drafts have him projected as a first round pick Curious to get your thoughts. Do you think Igbenosin or Hancock will be the number two corner? Let's start there. Get into Burke, and then who do you think is going to be the number two corner? You said it best, Dave. It's a money year for, for him uh, as far as Denzel. I, I think that he's going to have a bounce back here. The one thing that you have to keep in mind, he was banged up quite a bit uh, during the season. I thought he played a little bit better down the stretch. Um, and I thought it was it was Cam Brown who was getting picked on a little bit there in the later part of the season. So I, if, if you're to take the coach's word, Dave, and you've been there to all, every single press conference that they had since the spring, they have been raving about his play. They thought that Denzel Burke's competitive nature has really elevated. What I mean by that is when Marvin Harrison Jr. was out there running routes, one-on-ones, 
it was Denzel Burke who was challenging him up in this phase. And you did, and from what they're saying, you really didn't see that in the younger Denzel Burke. Now that he's older, realize that, hey, I need to step my game up. The opportunity is there for me to be a potential first round, second round corner, that the intensity and the way he's carried himself in the offseason as far as getting stronger, getting bigger, getting tougher, um, I think that's going to carry over into the season. So I am looking for Burke to have a bounce back year. And Davison Ignosa, I think he brings a toughness, a nastiness to the secondary that has been missing. I think he's going to be one of those guys that gets in, in, in a wide receiver's face. He might be one of those guys that you have to pull him back a little bit because the fire is going to be lit in him. And I think that's what this secondary has been missing, especially at the cornerback position, Dave. You look at the uh, Denzel Ward and the Damon Arnett. Those guys, were they were up in your face. They were talking. You got to have a little bit uh, of confidence as a cornerback to be able to get up in the wide receiver's face after you've been beaten. And I think that's what you're going to get from Davis and Ignosa. He's going to bring that toughness element. So I do think he's going to be your number two corner. Jordan Hancock, we need to have a big bounce back year, Dave. I, I would make an argument that Jordan Hancock is probably one of the most important defensive players that's going to be going into the season. And here's the reason why I say that is because Jordan Hancock is your wild card because if he plays extremely well with Jim Knowles looking to have more of a nickel corner in the defense instead of a third safety on the field in passing situation, it's critical that he plays at a high level. When you look at the Ohio State defense, the last time that they were really good under Jeff Halfley, what did they have? They had an elite nickel corner, um, and he was playing at, a, at Sean Wade, and he played his best ball as a nickel corner on the inside under Jeff Halfley. And what did that allow? That took away a lot of that inside uh, routes, a lot of the stuff that teams have been picking on Ohio State with lately. So if Jordan Hancock can play at an elite level, that right there is going to help this defense significantly because I truly believe that in today's passing scheme, Dave, you're looking for a matchup nightmare if you're having a third safety playing in the slot against an athletic wide receiver. We saw it down the stretch against Penn State, against Maryland, against Georgia. When, off, when a competent offensive coordinator was able to find the mark and when that safety had to come down into the box and play like a corner, those were the matchups that was getting exploited. So if, if Jordan Hancock can play at an elite level at that position, this defense is going to be significantly better. And then you look at Jair Brown. He's a guy that they've talked about. Um, he's played a little bit of a nickel safety because they kind of, it kind of with Jim knows defense, it kind of blends together a nickel safety, nickel corner. So they experienced with Jair Brown playing that particular role, playing on the inside. I like Jair. I thought when he caught, he was called upon last year, I thought he stepped up. He showed some dog in him. So I think that he's going to continue to build upon that. And then you, you got Ryan Turner, who's there. And then obviously the extremely talented corners in Jermaine Matthews, Calvin Simpson, uh, Calvin Simpson Hunt, who's going to be coming in, who who is already there. Uh, who's going to be a little bit behind the eight ball because he came in late. So, yeah, I agree with you, Dave. I am bullish on the corners. I think they're going to be um, a step up from last year. It starts with Burt. I think Burke is going to have a bounce back year. If he can play at a high level, bringing Davison in, I think he's going to be um, uh, a dog in that on that secondary. 
But the key is, can Jordan Hancock stay healthy? And can Jordan Hancock play an elite level? Yeah, last year was not good, and it was twofold. They didn't, they didn't have any depth going into the season. They only had six scholarship corners, and then they were decimated uh, by injuries. Yeah, there was one game where Jair Brown started. The other starting quarter was J.K. Johnson, who's now transferred. Now, I I love the top four corners, as you just illustrated. I mean, I, I love Burke, Igbenosin, Hancock, and Jair Brown. I'll throw them in that top four. And I like the depth, though. I mean, Ryan Turner's a guy we haven't talked about who's going to be a redshirt freshman. Um Maybe you did mention him because I know you mentioned Jermaine Matthews, the true freshman. Calvin Simpson Hunt, the true freshman. I like both those guys. Lorenzo Styles Jr. transferring in here. Now, I think he's a depth piece. My point yeah. is they have eight scholarship cornerbacks now. They can stay reasonably healthy. They can now withstand an injury or two or three. And I think the top guys are, are better. Igbenosan wasn't even here last year. I think sophomore Igbenosan this year at Ohio State is going to be an upgrade over fifth-year senior Cam Brown last year. Burke's going to be better than what he was last year. Hancock was hurt last year. Brown was a true freshman last year. He'll be better. Turner's now going to get a chance to play. I'm fired up about this cornerback. <laughs> well, Dave, I think about this. Last summer, you and I had Twitter uh, spaces going, and that was a topic. That was a hot topic was the cornerbacks. And I would never forget, you, you were saying that we had a kicker out there repping with the corners because the debt was so bad last year going into camp that we had a kicker that they had to switch over just because they did not have enough bodies for camp. So that kind of tells you how it's been night and day, this, the transformation from the cornerback room to where, hey, at a place like Ohio State, it should never, ever get that bad to where you have to throw a kicker in there just to have a warm body. But, yeah, so it, it's going to be a vastly different room. Uh, I, would say, I would say this, Dave. The, the the eyes are on Tim Walton. He needs to have a bounce back year because the corners, they were bad last year. If you look at the PFF rankings, they did not grade out well at all. Neither one, none of the corners graded out extremely well. And you're looking at Tim Walton, you're paying him close to a million dollars, if not a million dollars corner coach coming from the NFL. The expectations at a place like Ohio State when the cornerback position has been elite for how many years it's unacceptable for the play that we saw last year so tim walton earn that million dollars baby let's go because it's time for you to have those guys playing at the traditional level that we've been expecting from that cornerback position over the last several years you read my mind i was going to ask you like your thoughts on tim walton and you you nailed it so let's <laughs> move on to a Let's close the show with this. We have a question from Chad on YouTube. He says, I know you guys are discussing the corners, but I'd like to hear your thoughts on Tavian St. Clair. 2025 quarterback Tavian St. Clair from Bell Fountain, Ohio. What do you think, JB? He's an absolute stud, Dave. I mean, what can you say about the kid? He's right now probably – he's not the top player in Ohio, but I think when it's all said and done, he's going to be the top player in Ohio – when Alabama comes up to Ohio and offers a 2025 quarterback, you know he's an absolute stud. Right now, he's doing his southern swing. He's going to go visit a lot of the schools in the south, in the SEC. But I think he's going to be one of those premier quarterbacks, depending on how his game, how he does in camp season, and depending on how he does uh, coming up in his regular season. He has the potential to be a five-star quarterback. I think it's imperative that Ohio State keeps him in state. I do believe that when all of the rankings does settle, he's going to be ahead of Montgomery as far as the in-state quarterbacks as well as the national quarterbacks. 
but yeah, you're talking about a prime time guy. Uh, when you when you look at him, Dave, he's the future at the at the quarterback position in the state of Ohio. So it, right now, you look at Ohio State quarterback you, they're pumping them into the first round. So you have to feel good about Ohio State's chances here. They they recognize him. They were in on him very early as well. Of course, his offer list is going to absolutely explode when you have Ohio State and Alabama on your list. Everybody in the country is now going to be offering. So as soon as that happens, his recruiting rankings are going to go through the roof. But right now, Ohio State is probably sitting in a great position. But you just got to make sure that you keep him in state. You can't take anything for granted. Bell Fountain's is somewhat of a small high school, too. It's not like super small, but it's certainly not D1. I think they're like D3. I think yeah. last time the Buckeyes recruited a D3 quarterback was Joe Burrow. He turned out pretty good. But he, even though Burrow was Mr. Football and all that, he was just – I think he eventually was a four-star. But I think yeah. he was a three-star when Ohio State first offered him. I mean, Tavian's already a four-star. And, yeah, I think his rankings, you mentioned, just going to go up. Um, I love his size. Yeah I, yeah, I love his size, too, and his athletic ability and his arm. I wonder if he'll stay right. at Bell Fountain. I guess if you're getting all these offers, why not just stay at Bell, <laughs> Bell Fountain? People I'll, 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 get mad at me for even saying that. <laughs> I, I will say this. Please just do not do a Dylan Rayola and transfer to three or four different high schools. <laughs> like like uh, St. Clair right now, and I know, you know as you mentioned, is not a, a big school, but there's something to be said about staying in your local community, being the guy, helping your high school program get on the map, even though it's not – the biggest high school, but I think it's something, you know, noble about a, a kid who, even though, you know, he, those coaches in that system, they help develop him, Dave. I feel, I feel a certain, you know, I feel, I feel a, a certain in my stomach. I believe that if those coaches help develop you, I think it is your responsibility as a quarterback to help that program take that next step. I just do not like how Dylan Rayola has bounced from school to school to school to school when those coaches have put in hours, those kids have put in hours throwing with you in the offseason, helping you in the weight room, helping you get to that next step. In the moment that you blow up, you decide to leave. I just don't feel like that's right, and I hope this kid stays with them, and I hope he becomes a Buckeye because he's going to be a top five, top six quarterback when it's all said and done. Yeah, stay at Bell Fountain, young man. I don't need everybody in Bell Fountain coming after me. Uh, <laughs> maybe he should transfer to a bigger school. He doesn't need to. He's got Ohio State, Alabama. All he needs is the Ohio State offer, though, right? Uh, yeah. Great stuff from Jonah Booker, as always. I uh, appreciate it, Jay Book. Um, coming strong, as always. This time on a Thursday. Is this the first time we've done a show on a Thursday together? Probably. Dan Rubin is uh, on vacation for a week, for those that are wondering. So I'm filling in. I'm doing all the shows. Uh, great stuff from Jonah Booker. Appreciate it, Jay Book. Thanks to all of you for tuning in. We appreciate it very much. Hope everyone has a great rest of your day. Mm -hmm.